Hey everyone, and welcome back to BPX Breakroom. Broadcast live each Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern in Twitter spaces at Radish Digital. That's digital with a J. A show that breaks down all the opportunities and explanations in the Block Packs ecosystem. I'm Discord user Jen Khan, not just host of BPX Breakroom, but also one of the largest whales in the BPX ecosystem. And now, without further delay, let's hear from this week's guest co-host. What's going on, guys? Hey, Kyle. How are you? Good, brother. Doing well. How, uh, you want to lead off with something, or you got time for me to, you know, check nah, I just want to make sure we've got everybody getting on because we lost the first link. And yeah, it's like a couple people joining, so just want to let them start to kind of file in before we get get into anything too serious. But uh, you know, we'll start off with obvious. You know, how was your uh, how's your Thanksgiving and stuff like that? Like, how was your holiday? It was actually really well, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, had uh, hosted hosted it at my house. Um, for the first time and we actually had both sides my entire family and my wife's entire family in which my in-laws and my brother-in-law and his wife all stayed at my house for three days so it was a, it was it was pretty interesting um <laughs> that kind of sounds like chaos <laughs> you know you know it wasn't it wasn't as bad as you would imagine i appreciate like it catching the score a lot worse than it actually was so we kind of dubbed it as the almost best thanksgiving ever and I will tell you why it's the almost. Um, our family is, you know, we have a big family and we do a huge spread. And deviled eggs are um, like gold around my family. And my brother's uh, fiance um, got the honor of making the deviled eggs this year. She made 48 deviled eggs. And as she was carting them from my mother's house, out to the car, she tripped down the stairs and lost all the deviled eggs except for eight. So it, it's, it, it was tragic, yet also a memory that we can give her a hard time about for as long as she's around. So it's, uh, that's, that's how my Thanksgiving went, man. So was, everybody, everybody got a half a deviled egg, you're saying? No, I got four, and they, I don't know what they did. <laughs> I don't know what they did with the rest. Because as soon as I helped her carry any, everything in from the uh, from the car, and I immediately, my habit is I always go find the deviled eggs and help people bring the stuff in, and I always sneak some. So I snuck them before I knew the story. So to my defense, I wasn't being as greedy as it turns out that I was. You know, normally, you know, I'm still a four out of 48. Nobody's going to really know. But when you take half, half of what's left. Everybody <laughs> found out. Yeah, so... But it was, it was, you know, they got over it. They got over it, but it was, that's, it was that's good. Great. That's about, a good story, about, though. That's a good story because, yeah. like, that makes it a very unique holiday after you get all everybody together for once, you know, instead of it being spread out. Yeah, for sure. No, it was, uh, she was embarrassed, but she, she handled it well. She's, they've been dating for a long time, so she's uh, used to my family sarcasm. Uh, not just being, I, you know, my dad, I got two brothers. It's, uh, it's nonstop, so, uh. Yeah, it was it was good. So it will always be known as almost the best Thanksgiving ever. 
<laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, on my side of things, it was a little different. So, uh, you know, we're kind of, my family's kind of spread out right now. We've had a lot of people moving about in the last two <clears> years. Uh, and we weren't really able to get a whole lot of people together. So, you know, I saw my parents, I saw my, my close family uh, early in the day. And then, uh, you know, we went over to the wife's side of the family on the on the night half, uh, which turned into how many old fashions we could consume by the end of the night. So, yeah, who could make the best one as well? Right. Yeah, I believe we were. I believe we were texting during that. I'm not sure you remember, but I believe we were. Yeah, about about eight old fashions in, things start to get a little interesting. Uh, right. And then they decided to break out the VR goggles, and let me tell you, did that did that make your head spin? <laughs> <laughs> when it was already on a on a good start as it is. Oh so yeah, but imagine. it was good. It was good either way. Uh, I was, yeah. it was a, you know good time, good holiday, uh, very just kind of peaceful and quiet. So it was nice just to just to get together, eat a little bit, um, see both sides. Uh, you know, there's 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 some news that I'll, I'll include in a little bit that goes into why we kind of saw both sides. But we'll, we'll get there at some point. Uh, you know, right now we're, we're sitting here. I'm, I'm in New Jersey currently. It's about 30 degrees out. And all I'm thinking about is warmer weather. Yeah. That's you know what? On my mind. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. Like what I actually Googled a little bit what the winters were like in New Jersey. And I knew that the the nor'easters hit every now and again, but I didn't realize you got as much cold weather and snowfall that you actually do in a winter time. Is that at least yeah. that's what Google said? Yeah. Yeah. So, so for us, uh, you know, I grew up along the shoreline, and I mean, I've I've surfed before while it's snowing, uh, oh, wow. and and this time of year, the, the the waves are usually actually better. We have a crazy hard west wind right now, and the waves are actually some of the best we've seen in a couple of years. Uh, but yeah, it's it's thirty degrees. I mean, we get we get into the teens at night uh, for part of the year for about three months between December and January. It can get that cold. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't get snow between December and January, we're, we're usually not getting it unless there's a random March snowfall. Uh, but usually by March, we start to break back into the 50s and the, the weather starts to pick up. But um, I guess that kind of segues us into where I'm going here with with why we're talking about the weather. Since I since I want warmer weather so bad, uh, you know, I've decided that I'm going to be relocating out of New Jersey. Um and I'm heading on down south to South Carolina for more than one reason. And what might those reasons be? So that reason would be uh, I am officially joining the Block Packs team. Um, I have, I'm leaving AT&T on December 6th, and I'll begin working remote with them for now while we uh, get our house sold. But, yeah, I'll be, I'll be joining Block Packs uh, as a team member. Uh, we'll be getting down probably late February sometime. We'll be relocating into the, the Columbia area uh, of South Carolina. That's awesome, man. And, you know, I, I knew the news a little bit before, obviously. And, uh, you know, from the get-go, um, I was not only just happy for you, but happy for the Block Packs team because I've got to meet you a couple times. I know your passion. I know your skill as, uh, as um, you know, in, the, in this space, I should say, which is not something I possess. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it's a... Uh, a beautiful match and a I think it's a win-win for everybody and I, I'm so happy for you guys uh to get that uh sorted out that's awesome yeah I really appreciate it it kind of I mean th- this convo started 
18 months ago at nationals in Atlantic City and then you know there was a lull and then we revisited it again in um about 10 months ago or, or so and at the time my wife was a little hesitant you know she didn't fully understand block packs uh so I spent the greater part of every piece of information and marketing and news that came out with block packs trying to trying to sell her on what block packs was uh over that time frame and you know the the way the world is and the economy right now and so she does a sales job herself uh she right. sells furniture for raymore flanagan and they had a, they had a tough year and it kind of creaked the window just enough for me to be like hey i got this opportunity still i revisited it when we went to chicago uh and I had a lot of calls with Jeff about how I would play into the team or where I would be a factor. We talked about the hobby shop scaling and the, and that that sales and business side of things there. Uh, and and truly, when we got into more detail, I, I think Jeff was like, you know, maybe maybe you have more skill set than just the sales side of it uh, mm -hmm. than we were looking to. And you know, we we started to cover what it would look like in terms of me coming down. So it, it's, you know, we don't really have, they don't really seem to have titles on positions. I don't, it seems like right. everybody just kind of gets the task done, uh, which is really cool that the team was great in Chicago. I've met all the team that I, at least I'm aware of on the block pack side of things. Um, but very, very excited to join them. And, and, and I feel like, you know, Jeff was kind of saying, you know, bring a little bit of structure. He's like, don't bring corporate America in, which I, I don't want to do. That's one of the, my biggest, uh, happiest things leaving the corporate structure. Um, but he does want me to bring in some, some of that structure, uh, you know, trying to help some of the communication aspect, which I know a lot of people in the community have asked for and have said like, hey, can we get some timelines? Can we get some communication? So those are things, you know, I'm a, I'm a customer of Block Packs for the last almost three years. So right. I kind of understand the pain points that people see from the consumer side. Uh, and I'm going to try to <clears throat> do my best to work on those aspects of the business, obviously with Jeff and Caroline and Nancy Margaret and James and Cooper, you know, we're, we're, we're pulling the pulling all <coughs> together and just kind of, you know, bringing in kind of a management aspect of it, of, of timeline management. Uh, so I'm definitely really excited. It's 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 kind of interesting because there's going to be I know we're going to go into it like, hey, this is your role. And then it's going to be, hey, we got to get this done. Hey, we got to get that done. And then, you know, we'll have a sports card show that'll come up. I'm sure we'll be joining in to those again. So we'll be all hands on deck for events like that. So I, I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, man. I mean, I think. Uh, well, I definitely was. And now I guess this is the first time the news is getting out there and then, you know, we'll uh, spread it around Discord as well. But uh yeah, I mean, the team has been awesome um, as it is, but it's growing so fast and they, they're going to need to add help. And, and I think you're going to fit in great. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to it, man. Yeah, and I, I mean, you could see it too. Um, you know, I think some of our newer newer people who have come in, uh, like Smash and Grab and uh, Patreka, I think his, his Discord name is, you know, yeah. they kind of, they've even hit on it and they say like, the team does great, but they look like they're stretched thin, right? They've kind of they've kind of hinted at that before, and so so my job, I feel like coming in is going to be alleviate some of that pressure, 
uh, and allow people to be really good at what they already do or what they're really good at. And I'll, and I'll take some of that burden off of, of some of them, uh, take that on my shoulders. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll have customer facing experience. I mean, I've been a retail store manager for AT&T for, for six years. I've been with AT&T for 10. So a lot of what I've done is customer facing, problem solving and, and handling those situations as they arrive. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of what I'm going to try to focus on and bring in when there's when there's situations that arise. I'll try to do my best to handle it and, and keep it growing. Awesome, man. And uh, hey, hey, Kyle, yeah. I think you got a couple comments in the thread. Oh, I thought that was uh, OK. My bad. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I see Tyler said, if these IT issues keep me from listening to Kyle, I'm going to scream. <laughs> um, well, David, I, I appreciate it. Uh, being part of something you believe in. Yeah, I mean, if this doesn't scream my belief in block packs or what I believe that the future of this company is, you know, I'm leaving a 10-year company that I have a great, they, they are very unhappy to see me leaving. Uh, you know, I was kind of next in line for the next promotion as an area manager. I, I would have been running half of New Jersey at that point. Uh, and, you know, they're seeing me leave. They all want to know what, what was it for? Like, what am I leaving for? Uh, but yes, to, to the fact, the fact that I'm willing to relocate to South Carolina and leave the very comfort of my job, I think people in the community should understand, like, that's not something that I'm just throwing by the edge of my seat, right? Like I'm, I'm fully committed to making sure this works. You know, I, I have to make it work. I'm going to be a part of making it work. So there will be, there will be success to come. And, and, and that's my commitment. Um, right. I see, uh, Rhino said, how is Zach? gonna handle you leaving him a lot of people don't know zach also has a new job coming up so that won't be an issue but i, I won't air out his uh his information on him but he's likely leaving new jersey as well uh sometimes here in the future and, is he gonna uh, be your is he gonna be your pool boy no no <laughs> <laughs> no no he won't be my pool boy uh <laughs> that's funny but cloud i appreciate it thank you um uh, yeah like i said definitely excited uh to, to help out where i can here um and then you know the other thing we have there's so much that just happened you know you kind of look at where we're moving with block packs and we've got a lot of things happening all at the end of the year here so you can see i mean i'm not the biggest basketball fan so i don't know if you are kyle i'm more of a football guy but uh what have you seen with basketball that you're you're most interested in so far uh you know i'm a big basketball fan but not necessarily the nba so much as uh you know since the the run back in the day with jordan and the and the bulls uh because i'm an illinois guy but uh I've always been NCAA, but I, this is actually getting me back into it. I've watched more NBA basketball so far this year than I probably have in the last 10 years. So gotcha. um, I know they threw out the first, uh, what was it, uh, Kawhi Leonard? Uh, yep. And that fun, was – Fun guy. That, yeah, that was pretty cool. So I'm excited to see them as they come out, and and I'm definitely going to participate. Um, I'm hoping that the, the Radish, I'm assuming, is going to do some type of fantasy like they're doing with football and uh, – and uh, just keep building my sets and uh, go from there. I'm sure. I'm sure Radish will have the the fantasy. That's kind of to be expected, I think. Now, uh, for me, I'm like I said, I'm not a big basketball person. But now that I know I'm joining the team, what I've tried to do is I'm trying to look at the different players and think, okay, 
what might their cartoon hero look like? You know, right. kind of speculating in my own mind of what what some of the characters might be or what they look like because you know I, I under I'm a baseball fan, but like going through all the teams and seeing all the different players, I became more interested in some of the players when I saw like oh their art's kind of cool or you know like right. the way they chose their weapon uh, scenario. So there's 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 really cool things with HTH that kind of pulls you into the sport even more, which I, is is by design obviously, and and I think it's it's really catering well uh, to the business itself and then to the sports and to the players yeah i would i would agree like i said i mean i've watched more nba than i have in the last last 10 years just in the last you know three weeks or a month that it's been been on so it's definitely achieving that unless at least with me so yeah i'm, yeah. I'm excited <laughs> and, then, and then obviously right the fun part too to the the other side but obviously we're the focus is on collectability and things like that but they're adding these these uh santa you know inserts which give you right. another whole level of chase and fun and even if you hit a santa it's going to be exciting but then it's like well now you got to wait for the reveal of the santas as well so there's another whole level to it and a tier to it right and then i and and then another aspect is the fact that they're not selling after what's been sold, correct? They're burning right. the rest of that, and or they're not burning it. They're redistributing to the people that bought. Correct. So we're actually going to have more to play with, more chance to build sets. Yep. Because I've been struggling with my football sets. Um, trying Like there's some, some uh, NFTs or tokens I need that just are not out there. Like the shatters will be one of three and there may be one showing that's been revealed. I can't get right. it. Right. So what's cool, I mean, I find that cool though, because when you think about collectability and rarity, right? So if you're somebody right. who owns one of those that are let that are not out there as much, you kind of have the leverage of, hey, this is has some value to it because you can't get it anywhere else. Uh, and then as the, <clears throat> on the buying side of it, right, you've got to make a deal worth that person's while to get it off of them. Just like pop ones, pop twos for for cards that are graded, right? So you're adding yeah. that collectability factor to it on on the football and the baseball side of things. Are you more are you more chasing sets or rainbows? um it's rainbows uh is is more what i'm looking for so yeah um i i, I miss miss uh, said sets but yeah it's rainbows i mean i'm getting the common sets occasionally in aqua if i get enough it depends on how my rip goes um but uh i was more speaking on the fact that all the tokens will be out there in basketball oh, yeah. where, where they're not in football yeah i agree with you on the collectability side and whatnot uh if they were all out there and people just wanted to hold them and be stingy with them or you know use that leverage like you say i think that's that's just, that's part of it and i think that's great but they're not even out there i don't think they've ever been ripped is what i'm saying gotcha yeah that, so then on the other side of it yeah there'll be more completed uh sets and rainbows then because of the whole the whole allotment will be out and distributed i'm curious to see how that part plays out because i know they're going to, like you said, distribute it pro rata. But I wonder again. So with with the, I think the marketing said that all of the bounties will be paid out by a certain date. I think it was January sometime. So I'm very curious to see if somebody hasn't ripped their product. Is there going to be like an auto push where they they have to rip it all to make sure all <coughs> the Santas are all the Santas are in circulation? Otherwise, right. you can't pay out all the bounties. That's true. So I'm curious to see how that, well, you know, everything, it's really interesting. Everything that Jeff seems to do, Frenchie, for those who don't know that he's also, his real name's Jeff. But uh, 
it's uh it's always gamification right there's always a game right. theory and it's always fun and he seems to make it a little different each time to keep it kind of exciting and, and that's another thing is like it's always been fun and exciting going through all the different product rips and and change of how they've approached the business yeah i would definitely agree with that um took me a little bit to adjust to the changes you know early on because you know i kind of thought oh i got it now and then oh we're, we're doing this so yeah um but uh but no, I've I uh, I love it. I agree with that. Uh, um, like when you, and, when, when you think back to last year, right <clears throat> when we did Santa X Games, it was trading in all your commons that really weren't holding too much value. So you traded them all in to get those those prorata for the for the Raz. But now it's like okay, this time around, it's the Santa inserts are actually in the product for for the for the prizes. So it's pretty cool. All right, Eric. Uh, Slabby got, got a something. Question. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I just wanted to comment when you were saying Eric how Frenchie likes to gamify everything, and I, I know I see uh, yo-yos in here and uh, Petrarca, so some of the newer people. And and you're right, he, he gamifies everything. And I was going through the the spaces that he and Kisher did about Wonders of the First and the serialized physical booster boxes, and. I was going through that and I was, I, it didn't really hit me about the six forms, which is the planet lowercase gods of, of those planets, is that they are each going to have a hundred um, boxes of the 5,000. So they each get 100 boxes with their own art form. So it's very fascinating, right? So when you talk about gamifying and collecting, right? If you are somebody who wants to collect everything in block packs, yeah, it'd be great to get number zero or one through six, the orbs. But the other thing, which is much more possible, but it's also going to cost, is that now you know there are six 100 sets of the 5,000 physical set mm -hmm. that you can get and collect. And that's attainable. So that's what's hard. It's going to be expensive. It's going to be hard. But whereas you can't get the you know one of one orbs, you can get one of the 100. So I hadn't thought about that. I'm like, damn it. Now I want to get, I want to have a set. I want to have six, one of each of the orbs. <laughs> yeah. So it just, when you, when you were sensing how he mentions how he gamifies it, anyway, that made me think of it. No, I mean, good. I'll, I'll segue over to Wonders of the First because uh, I, I was planning to get there eventually. And I mean, I am blown away by Wonders of the First in general. The the art that Kisher and team have come up with and every piece has so much detail and every piece has like they hand touched each one like you know some some projects out there would just spit out a bunch of ai and be done and just call it what it is whatever the ai did is cool but the fact that they've spent an entire year just editing and touching up and coming up with exactly how they want each thing to kind of fall in line in their different orbitals i mean the the amount of effort uh, is 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 insane i mean it blows my mind uh with what they're building and i agree <laughs> i i am going to want a physical box uh trying to have each one right i i definitely want to have one of each art like that uh and i and i try to think back when you think of pokemon right yes maybe not everybody gets the pikachu or the charizard or the blastoise but if you own the character proof of any one of the original 150 pokemon 
they'd all be worth something. It's not like any one is, you know, there are bigger characters in the in the set, obviously, but owning <clears throat> any single one of them is going to be huge, valuable asset if you believe in the longevity, the long term of the product. And here's something that I don't think a lot of people truly realize is when they had Brian on uh, on the spaces uh, the other night, that that guy that his history of creating a battle style game with content creation and card creating and battling i mean his experience of 10 years he's literally had a hand in creating the number one trading card game set to ever exist and jeff managed to pull off going and getting him to join the team and help create this product like if you didn't hear him speak in that spaces his enthusiasm and his excitement for one of the first this thing is going to be successful. Like you're his, he will have a following of people who whatever he puts his hands on for the rest of his life, they're going to be interested in. And they may not even know what block packs is yet, but when they find out that he helped create wonders of the first, you know, they're going to come looking for research after. Yeah, no doubt. I, I definitely picked up on the enthusiasm and, and uh, I don't, did you, did you grow up playing those types of games or anything like that or so i wasn't the best uh magic the gathering person i played Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon i played Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments growing up uh okay. when i was a kid so i understand the game theory where you, you build a deck and you battle out against your friends and you know the cool thing is it wasn't always just about it wasn't a pay-to-play type thing it was mm -hmm. luck of the draw right you shuffle up your deck and Luck of the draw gave you what you had to make strategic moves to battle your peers. So, uh, did you did you play any of those games yourself? No, no, I'm I'm quite a bit older than you, and I think that stuff didn't really get popular until I was in college or after. So, I really never even did anything with Pokemon until the pandemic, and then it went crazy, and I started buying up a bunch <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've, that's uh, that's the extent of my Pokemon, and then Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh. I didn't even know they existed until I, after. I I tell you, man, I I have a story where I was playing Pokemon as a kid, and I know for a fact I had a first edition uh, Hollow Charizard, and I used mm. to play with it as a kid. And I remember right. I beat my sister one time with my Charizard, and she was so mad, she grabbed <laughs> the card and crinkled it up into a ball and threw it at uh -oh. me. I think back now to, like, that's like a twenty dollars to $100,000 card now if it was never damaged. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that, that hurts. That yeah, hurts. but, you know, so so segue that back to Wonders of the First, I will 100% not be opening any of the serialized boxes that I get. I, I won't crack them. So if I have ones that are on the on the back end of the spectrum, I do plan to rip those, and I definitely plan on saving uh, a lot of that information, a lot of those uh, cards that are maybe rares or foils. Or I'm excited to see that part of it, too, how it plays out. Right. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. And uh, hey, Kyle yes. and Eric, just to let you know, there was a comment by uh, by Hawkwind. He says like Gary Gygax with D seven D. Not that's not Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know what D seven. Maybe he typoed Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Lots of followers go with his new project or Garfield, Garfield, the inventor of Magic: The Gathering. So just kind of emphasizing your point, Eric, is that what he brings not only is creativity but tons of followers. Yeah. 
Awesome. Um, I lost what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Kyle. That's fine. That's fine. Um, uh, Oh, no, going back to what Slappy brought up about the serialized um, boxes or whatever. Um, we're we're going to be able to like if you get let's just say you buy enough and you can get you get six serialized boxes but you get a couple dubs or whatever. I just thought of the opportunity of trading those out within the community to try to because I'm definitely not opening my serialized boxes either. Um, but uh, trying to make that a rainbow, uh, not, not a rainbow, but a set. Uh, yeah, like he was saying the one one of each because that's yep. kind of my goal. I kind of had that in mind but didn't really think about it until slappy brought it up again so i even thought of i wonder get it wonders of the first i yep, wonder I uh you know if we'll be able to get the boxes slabbed in some way you know how they do like uh you know like like video yeah. games yeah, have yeah. a giant slabbed box i'm thinking what if we could get a serialized box slabbed and then i know somebody had asked in the discord like will the cards be gradable and i know for a fact that um Jeff had answered answered somebody in the chat that yes, they are going to you I, I don't know the full process, but I know you have to send them a certain amount of like the common version so that they can right. get an idea of what a 10, 9, and 8 <clears throat> looks like. Uh so that they can grade accordingly. But Jeff definitely plans to do that from my understanding, uh, which would be really cool. I mean, we were when we were at Nationals, we we actually went over and he was talking to people from the grading companies about what you know what that would look like. So Sometimes Jeff is planning six months, a year, 18 months down the road, and, and people are looking for more information, but he can't share until it's fully fleshed out and available. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. He's definitely, he sees the, he sees the roadmap. It might change as he's going down, but uh, yeah, he, he's got uh, some vision that uh, not a lot of people have, which is, is amazing. So um, did he, did he speak with- Hey, like, and Kyle, yeah. I- I think Petrarca asked you, what if you get a high serial number? And I think his point was, will you rip it then if you get 4,995, which is not 5,000, the perfect mint, but it's five away. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on how much, how many I end up buying. Um, And, you know, I'll discuss with, you know, everybody in the community, see what they're doing, see, you know, see, make sure I'm not making a wrong move, but I, I can't rule it out completely. Never say never, right? Um, but I have no intentions of doing that at this point. I intend to rip. Like if, the, if there's something, if I'm outside a certain number, which I'll figure out, I'll gauge based on what the community is doing also in terms of how they're valuing things. <clears throat> but I, I will, I want to find out, I want foils. You know, I want some of these physical cards in a collector's version. Um, I definitely want to have some of that because... I just think I'm, I'll put it away and I will sit on it and, and hide it away because it's kind of like I get to be a part of building it now. So I want to I want to own a piece of that history when we make it in that sense. Yeah. Well, I, I, I will, too. It'll just be in a box. <laughs> <laughs> but I plan I plan again. I, I plan on uh, I do plan on slabbing those boxes if I can. So they'll never be opened ever. Right. Nice. No. Uh, accordion said uh, you should crinkle up your sister's house deed in retaliation <laughs> uh, I mean those cards some of those cards could be worth houses these days so that's not you know that's not a bad idea uh, and then there, there's one other piece of wonder the first that I definitely want to touch on um, you know obviously a lot of the community knows we, we lost one of our brothers in um, 
you know, Triple J. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know, you know, he came from the AT&T world also. And he actually was my introduction to block packs. So, you know, I was breaking with him for probably a year and a half prior to him owning his card shop. Uh, but he's the one who was like, hey, you know a lot about crypto and, and the blockchain and stuff. Do you think this is something that might be cool? And he sent me block packs. And I looked it over and I was like, there's no cryptocurrency <coughs> associated with it. So I'm not really worried about the crypto market, but the concept seems cool at the time. And man, when I tell you him and I spoke, daily weekly phone calls because he knew nothing about cryptocurrency or nfts mm -hmm. or anything like that man we spent hours on hours and hours discussing stuff and he was actually the first person i told when i got the job offer from jeff and he was like, man, I'm so proud of you. You're going to do so great for this company and, and moving down to South Carolina. And unfortunately, you know, that was the the day of his accident. Uh, so I actually mm. found out about no it in Disney and I cried my eyes out. I, I haven't cried about stuff in, I don't know, five, eight years. It, it's not something that I don't normally show that much emotion that way. Right. And man, I, it hit me so hard. Uh, when I was in Disney, my wife was like, are you okay? What's going on? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. Because uh, I literally had the screenshot of his text from, from just a few days prior from when I had told him about it. So, you know, it's a whirlwind, but I am so happy and, and proud of the, the team and block packs for, you know, they're going to build that tribute for him and, and add it as the 5,000 five thousandth token of the set and i'm telling you right now I, i'm gonna do what i can to try to get my hands on that and uh get it over get it over to libby and uh and tyler because they they both called me about everything after the fact uh so you know i i i just wanted to touch on that because it is such a beautiful tribute to him and and the the, the what they made is is literally him to a t so it makes me like really proud of them that's awesome slap you that's got a question awesome. there no, just a comment from Wisco Reiner. Uh, why now? He said that, no lie, you all should have done this talk before the... And by the way, not to... <laughs> I apologize, Eric. You're, you're talking about a personal moment yeah. with breaking bangers. I And so <clears throat> not to segue back over to what you were saying before, unfortunately, is like this was a comment going back to when you guys were first talking about the serialized boxes. And he said, no lie, you all should have done this talk before the snap. <laughs> FOMO's hitting hard and would have definitely bought even more miners than what I already have. <laughs> You are all killing it right now. So you you guys are doing a great job driving that secondary market right now. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, but that's just my true, like, that's my true excitement for, for the product right. of the company. Like that's, you know, I, yes, <coughs> I, I come from a sales background, but one of the ways that I was most successful in my business is that I, I don't offer things that I don't believe in. And that allows me to like talk from the heart in a sense. Uh, and obviously a lot of these things, you know, it's, it's hitting home for me with what they're doing as a product, sports cards, cryptocurrency and blockchain, you know, these are all things that were hobbies of mine that I get to turn into a career path now, uh, which is why it makes it really easy for me to get excited to be, you know, going to work at that point. I kind of got burnt out with the sales game with AT&T, kind of lost my fire for it. And I'm, I'm telling you, I've never been so worked up and excited for something in, in I'd say probably seven years uh, to be a part of block packs. And I get to try to drive this as far as I can uh, for this company and obviously for our community. And you guys can tell by, you know, the sound of my voice. I, 
we will be successful. Like I, I'm going to pour everything I have into helping them drive this as far as I can. And Jeff's putting all the right pieces in place, which makes it that much easier to deliver the product. Yeah, I was going to mention, I was going to actually ask you if, you know, if you really were excited because you're hiding it so well, but, uh, on, uh, but seriously, you, you know, you're a no BS, like passionate person about everything that you're, uh, involved with. And, and I think it's, I think it's going to be a great fit. Um, so we'll see what's, ha see what happens, see how far you can help them push it. Well, we're going. Uh, I do want to open it up too. I mean, if there's anybody who has questions or wants to join in, you guys could come up on stage and, and get involved. Uh, I know we have some newer people in the crowd too. If you guys have questions about the history or anything that we've been talking about or anything like that, we're more than welcome to come up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just going back to it, I, I can't wait. I'm, I can't wait for Wonder the First to be out. We get to play the game and the fact right. that they're building like a battle sense to it. So there's, there is usability then uh, to some of the commons, obviously. Uh, you know, I, when I start thinking of business, I'm like, man, do we start putting out common sets down the road from now? And, and can, are you going to be able to find them on, you know, your, your target and your Walmart shelves? Like, is that, is that something that comes into play down the road? You know, who knows? I'm not sure, right. but it, that's big. where my brain goes. <laughs> yeah. Think big, man. Think big. Uh, I mean, I, if you see Jeff, I don't think you put anything past him. You know, I think those are, that's something that he would, uh, venture into if it makes sense from a business perspective uh, to because when I see it, I'm like, how can we put more kids on the map playing with it at a low entry cost that then builds their excitement into coming over to the digital world and saying, hey, I want to own the the 101 or the, you know, a rare version of this as, as a collectability aspect. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um... Like I said, it's all pretty much new to me as far as the gameplay and, and all that. I'm more on the collectible side. And, and uh, you know, the first game, I think the first, like, card game type that I ever played was Bantams, uh, which was at the National there in, uh, in Chicago. <laughs> well, that turned, that turned into degening real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. But it, no. was, uh, it was a blast. And uh, I play it now with my son, who's seven. He loves it because he kicks my butt almost every time. Um but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to learn myself, and I'm you know 45 years old, and uh, and uh, excited to see where it goes. Which hey, Kyle, which I, I didn't think you were 45 when I met you, so you you look good for your age, man. I'm 34, uh, so well, I appreciate it. I told you I was quite a bit older. That's why I was in college <laughs> when, the, when these games were going on. So I'll uh, I appreciate that uh, compliment. But uh, looks that, like we got a friend up here too. Uh, yeah, bring him Rhino? up. Yeah, bring him up. What's going on, Rhino? Hey everybody! Hey uh, Eric, just wanted to say congrats to you. Uh, you know, you're you're the first person to sell me uh, a geek back in the day, and uh, <clears throat> that was a. Uh, I I mean, you took a you took a pretty good cut on that geek in the, in, in that day when when you gave it, and that just speaks to how much you believe in this community. Because I remember at that time, I think we were talking about what you would give it for, and then you came back and said something like, "Hey, you know, I just want people involved and." and to, to kind of just go with this project like you were and, and have the faith in it and then now i'm thinking i'm saying like seven or eight geeks i jumped in right after that so you you spring loaded me into this project kind of like what you talked about with breaking bangers and i think that kind of speaks to our community that you just need these people to you want to bring other people along and i think that's 
majority of the people that are in this project now, you know, we want everybody to to have fun with this and to succeed <coughs> and to stay. And uh, you know, congrats on your job. And I definitely appreciate uh, you being the first person to to kind of uh, formal me into this project. And here we are still after two or three years. And still you know, it's funny as I remember that convo and I, and I think specifically I said, you know what, they're selling for this price. And you were like, man, I can only kind of swing this right now. And I was like, you know what, like, I just want you to join in and, and, and get access to everything. It's fine. I'll do it for that price. And I, I remember that convo because you were so like souped up about it too. And I was like, yeah, man, just have some fun. Just get involved. And uh, that's really cool that I, I don't remember it being your username, but I remember the convo taking place. So that's actually really cool for you to be here all this time later and kind of get to be around for my announcement of me joining the team. That That's actually a cool moment for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just that. I did that third everything. I mean, I, I had a buddy that joined this previously, and I sat on the sidelines for like four to six months, and I kicked myself because then I could have got my legends for better prices than what I got them now. But so I sat on the sideline, and then I don't think if I wouldn't have gotten the first geek from you, because I remember when I first started, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not ready to fully jump in. I don't know what this is about, but I could kind of see that the geeks were the way to go <clears> to get into the razes and buy boxes, and so that first geek really just strong it. So that just I just saw, you know, just, just the helping hand and and trying to make this community grow. You just never know what could happen. Man, that's awesome. Slappy, what do you got? <clears throat> yeah, I just want to ask Wisco if he still feels that way about the I mean, I know how I feel, but do you feel you reference the geeks and Raz with the HTH presale? Do you still feel like geeks are the backbone of the ecosystem, Wisco? I, I tell you what, I, I'm sitting on some pretty good BPX right now, and I would definitely be dumping the BPX if I didn't want to have the shatters. And then so with my geek allotments that I have has allowed me to buy more boxes and have the shatter bonuses with my BPX. So I definitely I know there's some chatter out there with people in the community about, you know, they feel like the geeks are not getting the love anymore or things, but I still see the value in there. I Definitely, even after this minor snapshot, I mean, you see it. Like, I, I don't see any geeks dumping. Um, so, like, I think the community still believes in all these. I would never, ever. I know there's a conversation the other day about beer for for life or having a legend pass. I know people were talking about collision art with that, but they weren't talking about the geeks. But, like, I've never had a thought about selling my geeks ever, I don't think. So, I, so when I see the convo about geeks, I think people don't realize subconsciously how much value they're still getting from those geeks. A lot of those shatter packs, you, you don't have access without having a geek and without having your BPX club level. So this takes me back to Jeff's original gamification of everything. He's going to make you tie pieces of the puzzle together to extract the most possible value out of each game piece he does, right? So he knows Legend Geeks were valuable. He's never going to give up on the value of Legend Geeks like they're and heroes and all-stars. There's always going to be some thought process in his head that says, my community spent money on these items. They need some type of return on investment for holding them and not selling them. He thinks that way all the time, which is the same thing with the BPX club level. I think I saw... Again, our new tour guys, Smash and 
Petreka talking about it, where they're like, wait, I got to hold the BPX, but I need to use the BPX, but I'm not sure. And, and it's by design to create that pressure on people wanting to own and hold a certain amount of BPX rewards to allow them to then be in an exclusive group, right? That's kind of the key to it to ensure you're, you're maximizing your value. Now, as a newcomer, does it kind of suck at first? Like, okay, I need to get a geek and I need to get BPX to this certain level. But once you get there, your keys to the city are, are kind of all there. And then you continue to unlock bigger rewards later as you purchase football by once season one, base, baseball season one, football season one, and now basketball season one, right? Like, well, technically we're in season two, but the first iteration of each product, I mean. Right. So that kind of all is the reason that that all ties together is that some of these people bought these things two years ago. So there's going to be tied back value to it at all times. Uh, oh, I thought you were gonna chime. Oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. I was I was reading something. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So, but hey, since I'm not gonna interrupt anyone's thought, I just want to point out Petrarca said, "Only think about selling to upgrade." That was his comment. Yeah. No, I mean uh, that's definitely smart. I mean, I've I've traded. Well, I've sold I've sold uh, miners before to get into a, a, a better version or a more rare version of a miner. And now I think about it and I'm like, well, if I had done it the other way sooner, I could have gotten more wonders because I love miners. But I, I, I think and I'm never going to let go of like my top five, I would say that I have. <laughs> but I, I think that wonders of the first is going to be a whole nother level because it gears a little bit more towards the crypto side i think personally uh we see we see a lot of the old school card collectors who kind of weren't sure about miners at first um but you know when you look at the wonders of the first side of it these crypto heads that they love historical events they love blockchain and, and things like that so i think a lot of value will derive from that blockchain uh, merger and i truly think that one of the first when marketed uh and fully fully out there i, I think it's going to do fantastic obviously joining the team members i can't speculate on prices any longer or values of things from a dollar perspective but man, I, I I want my hands on as many as many of these wonders of the first and all things associated to wonders of the first as I can at this point. Now, I agree, I agree with you on the on the wonders or whatever. But now, running it back on, you know, the significance or the historical value of the miners, isn't there? Do you not think that that same group that latches onto the wonders will then start to go back and research and then come back? to the miners ultimately they w they will a hundred percent they will but you also have to think about it wonders of the first are one-on-ones of each okay. one right there's there is no second one that you're gonna find where miners you're gonna have a scalability you're gonna have your super rares and rare traits then you're gonna have your kind of like like the hoodie group, right? Yeah. They're sought after, or the Yeti group that are sought sought after, uh, or maybe it's the diamond backpack. And then there's gonna be way more floor level things with miners where it's kind of like, uh, this guy's like seven thousand rank and he's cool, but you know, people are gonna have entry level pricing to that where I think the floor will raise with it like a like a rising tide in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Where I think if you want a wonders of the first, like 
everything's a one-on-one. Like you, you have you have no reason to be like, oh, I don't like my wonders of the first. Uh, it, it's plain or it's this. It's gonna be every single thing is a one-on-one. Like it, every single item is going to be valued at a one-on-one. As far as the boxes or as far as the physical? The actual oh, NFTs. The actual, the NFTs, actual yeah. Fi- yeah, yeah the actual NFTs. Each <coughs> one that you mint, it's going to be a one-on-one. You, 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 there's there's no letdown. You know how you do these mints for some of these other projects and it's like, oh, the top 50 are actually worth money and everything else is like garbage? Right. Well, with one of the first, every single item is a one-on-one. You, you're you're going to be happy with everything you mint. Well, at least in my perspective, yeah. like I'm, I'm no matter what I mint, I'm going to be happy. I think I have 10 or 12 that I'm going to end up right. with, maybe 13. Uh, but when I look at it and I'm like, every single one of them is a one-on-one. I want a character proof of a IP rights for 12 or 13 pe- items in this, in this uh, entire franchise. Like I'm excited about that because I get to own the one-on-one. So, so to me, there's just that that ownership aspect and the IP aspect of one of the first and the franchise p- growth potential to it. Like, do you think there's going to be a, a a miners card game? Right. I, I've never heard. There's no there's no ex like ex um external utility, right? We've talked about that as as being the historical chain change. But one of the first, they're building an entire franchise around. So I truly think that like long term, the one of the first. Is is going to be unbelievable, personally. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I was just curious on the thoughts on on your perspective from the going back to the miners, but uh, you answered it. So, good deal. We got anybody else that wants to hop up? Have any questions or comments? Yeah, I could talk for hours, obviously, <laughs> but I'd love to have anybody else who's got information, questions. I know, you know, we got some people in the audience, so anybody's anybody's joining in. Well, you know, back when we were talking, if not, no, I was going to say something yeah. real quick. Uh, going back to the Bantams, the being the only you know game card game that I've played. Um, have you? Uh, we were talking. I threw it out there, and I think you uh, responded to me because um, I was asking about the discounts mm-hmm. on the Barefoot Breeze uh, uh, Henley specifically. Those have become a uh, a favorite around here, and I bought my almost my entire family Henley. So if you got the discount is <laughs> guys, the discount is still out there. I mean for twenty five bucks, these are eighty dollar Henleys that are absolutely amazing. So uh definitely check that out. I just I just had to throw it out there um because I'm in love with them. Everybody in my family's in love with them and everybody in my family is getting them. So Oh yeah, no the, the, those that barefoot breeze clothes. I bought a bunch of it for my wife and myself, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh my god, these are so soft." <laughs> yeah. I literally, I'll get home from work, and she's like, instead of putting pajamas on, she's wearing one of those Henleys, yeah. just walking around the house, sure. and I'm just like, "What?" She just loves the material. She said it's just so soft. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, again, it's like a Lululemon like brand, like style brand, yeah, where yeah. it's a uh, very high end quality, and it's so. And right now, you get them for like twenty five bucks a piece. Like I haven't, I haven't. Right. That's what I bought most recently. I can't, I forget what the T-shirts are, but they're not much. Uh, they're they're close in that range. They're twenty or under twenty or whatever. So I've got like five boxes of my own personal that are not even <laughs> opened yet. I just like because I, I didn't know how long the discount was going to last, but it's going on still right now, and I've not been uh, told when that's going to end. So hopefully, hopefully, I'm, I'm 
I'm curious uh, when the rum brand will be done and we'll get a, hopefully we get a discount on the rum the same way we get a discount <laughs> on the clothing line, huh? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy enough. I'm going to buy enough to start selling it to my local liquor store and mark it up. <laughs> <laughs> a match. Uh, it looks like we did have uh, Cloud come up here. So, Cloud, um, welcome to the stage. What do you got going on? You guys are killing me. I literally have my screen up looking at the barefoot parrots to see if anybody's dumping. And then you start talking about barefoot parrots. Come on. <laughs> my bad. It's not, it's not going to drive the price down if you hype it up. Uh, which right now there is one available for 80 bucks. Get it. I, gas is 15. That, that's, uh, that's what's killing me. The 80, the $80 alone, if you buy two shirts, you've already justified it. Well, Guys, again, you're, you're hyping it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better hurry. <laughs> Um, no, too late, too late. Jams bought his uh, 47th one. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. So I just want to say congrats. Um, glad that the BPX team is expanding. I didn't hear, maybe you said, and I missed it. What's, what's your role going to be? How do you envision yourself integrating into the team? Uh, I appreciate it. And again, a, a lot of the stuff, you know, the the offer letter said VP of operations, right? That was kind of the title. He goes, that that may not be exactly what it is. He goes, but just for, you know, I had to get a mortgage approval and stuff. So we, we put that down on there for now. Uh, but it'll be something in that level of the business. Uh, you know, again, un, unknown exactly what the, the title is going to be. But I, I truly think it's going to be kind of, you know, he's got great talented people who are really, really good at what they do. But it seems like, you know, he doesn't have somebody to kind of tie it together and, and manage people. Like a lot of them never had to manage a team or manage people. He's kind of always had to handle that aspect. And as he's growing all these different pillars within block packs, I think he kind of needs a buffer between him to, to just answer some of those questions, have maybe a one-on-one -on -one combo with me, and then I can work with the team on where we're going from there. So it, it's going to be that kind of in-between man and, and tying in like, hey, what's marketing doing? What's the timelines? Let's make sure we're hitting our our deadlines. What's the communication look like? Are we getting our announcements out? You know, kind of trying to keep all the pieces together the best we can. Uh, and I think that's kind of where I'll, I'll play in. And who knows? I mean, I, I, I talked to him that, you know, with AT&T, I, I did a lot of hiring and developing of people within my company. And and maybe down the road, if we have to scale the business, maybe I'm, I have a, a hand in that process as well. Uh, you know, that, that could be part of it as well. Awesome. I love it. Uh, especially the, you know, the middleman. So Frenchie can go do what Frenchie does. <laughs> right. Clear, clear his mind and let him kind of be the creative brilliant brain that he is it's so so interesting to see him think like you talk about something and, and he literally goes huh that's interesting let me noodle on that and then he gets back to you like a day later and he's got all these ideas around like the one little thing you spit out <laughs> um but yeah i appreciate you coming up cloud uh, anybody else questions concerns thoughts if not, I mean, uh, Kyle, you know, I appreciate you coming on. It was definitely fun to be on here. We're right at about an hour. Uh, so really? We, we've been on here an hour? Nice. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. So, so if you want to wrap us up. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, guys, that's, uh, that's it for this edition of uh, BPX Break Room. As a reminder, BPX Break Room is broadcast live every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern in X Spaces. 
and can be heard on your favorite podcast platform. Definitely want to thank uh, everybody that showed up today. I actually uh, felt uh, pretty honored that so many people showed up. Uh, so I uh, want to thank uh, BPX for partnering with uh, Radish Digital as their media partner and offering promotional giveaways like the box of Home Team Heroes football that goes to the winner of the weekly fantasy football tournament. Finally, and most importantly, I want to thank all the listeners for always tuning in. And uh, I hope that everyone has a wonderful day and the uh, rest of your week. That's it. Thanks for stopping in, guys. I appreciate it. Catch you in Discord. You've been listening to BPX Breakroom, which is broadcast live each Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern in Twitter spaces at Radish Digital. That's digital with a J. I've been your host, Discord user Jen Khan, and I wanted to thank today's co-host and you, the listener. A special thanks to those in the audience who raised their hand and came up on stage, helping to make BPX the best community in Web3. BPX is a community built for collectors by collectors. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.